Get ready, Avalanche territory. It's now time for the Mile High Hockey Podcast with Mike Evans on your home for the most Avalanche content. Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Well, hello again, everyone, and welcome to the Mile High Hockey Podcast. I am your host, Mike Evans. Great to have you with us as we uh, talk about all things Avalanche. And let me just jump right in. If you are listening to the Schlereth and Evans Morning Show program with my partner, Mark Schlereth, uh, we had a chance to talk with our Avalanche insider, guy you hear a lot on this Mile High Hockey Podcast, Adrian Dater from ColoradoHockeyNow.com, and uh, kind of chopped it up a little bit with AD, touched on a number of topics, including what he thought of Kale McCarr coming out and saying that part of the reason for the Avs' slow start to the season is too many back-to-back games on the schedule. I mean, if everybody else is playing that, I don't think that uh, that's – I hate to go against Kale McCarr here, but, uh, you know, you got to suck it up and deal with it a little better than that. Uh, they, played a, they played one back-to-back game, and I think they had to travel about 40 miles to play the second night. That was in the island the other night from New Jersey. So, uh, you know, I think they do have 13 back-to-backs this season. And yeah, they've heard, so they're, they're on schedule from what they played now, what they're going to do. Um, it is a little intriguing why there's so many back-to-backs, but uh, I do believe that most of this NHL has the same kind of schedule. So, uh, you know, Kale's going to have to pull the socks up and, uh, and deal with it. Yeah, who, I don't like coming after Kale McCarr at all, but uh, one of those back-to-backs, they played a, a really good game in Vegas after a clunker the night before against Seattle. So the, the back-to-back didn't seem to bother him that night. I, I think it's just, I see a team that I think we all expected, and I want to know, did you expect uh, to, to see some signs of a, a Stanley Cup hangover? Because I think that's what we've seen thus far, and I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Yeah, I mean... You know, it's it's not like the Avs are just you know flatlining out there. They they have lost two in a row, but uh, you know one of them was a game they had a three nothing lead in, and they you know they're not going to blow that kind of game every time. I do think that they were uh, humbled on that last loss and mad about it. I think they wish they could play a game instead of waiting all the way to Friday to play the next one. Uh, I think you're going to see an Avs team come out pretty mad and beat the Blue Blue Jackets of Finland, but uh, you know. He, you listen, you're missing your captain. That's a factor. You know, it is. Uh, you know, they're losing Chushkin a little bit. They're losing Darren Hill. I mean, there's a full line missing, basically, from their lineup. The problem that they've really had, I think, has been lack of offense in the bottom three lines. And, uh, you know, but when they come back, it's still going to be a little bit for Landis Scott. But when they all do, you know, this team's still going to be right there in the end. Busy with Adrian Dater, our Avalanche insider. Okay, I was going to ask you about that because the the bottom six forwards, the, the third, the fourth line scoring, it hasn't been there yet. How deep will Joe Sackick and Chris McFarland let this season go before they say, okay, we, we gave some of these guys an extended look. They didn't uh, pass muster, so now we're going to go out and make a deal. I think the general rule is 20 to 40 games. You know, um, so they played. They played nine. They still got a ways to go. I think that it's only fair to. Oops, um, sorry about that, guys. I think it's only fair to uh, to the guys to you know 
give them a chance a little bit more. I think Alex Newhook is the one guy we, they, they still need to be somewhat patient to. He did get a goal his last game finally. Finally gets a point on the season. Um, but, look, listen, I mean, I think the trade rumors are going to be there for the Avs going into the deadline this year. I think the, the second-line center thing is it's, it's not out to a good start, but I do think they still need to be patient. However, I do think they're going to, they're going to be looking, to, I think, almost no matter what, for what seems to be a need moving in the second half, and it's going to be another top six forward, I think. All right, so you win a Stanley Cup. You move on from Kemper, your goaltender. You make the move for Gorgiev. So early impressions of uh, Gorgie Park so far. <laughs> he gets that. AD gets that reference. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I, get, I like it. Uh and I like him. I like his play. I think uh, he's looked good. Uh, he, I know he took a loss in Long Island the other night, but he was not to fall to that game. The, the Avalanche just sort of fell asleep in the front of him in the last second half of the game, and he had. I think he had to make uh, you know thirty something saves that game. And I loved his game uh, in Long. I guess the Rangers, of course, beating his old team. He, he was super motivated to do that, and he, and he did it. I think that shows that he can. I think that showed to me some big gameness, you know, and. Uh, um, I like the way he plays. He's quick. He's fast. He's, he's he moves faster than Kemper did. You know, let's face it. And uh, he's not that a small goal either. He's pretty tall. So, uh, I like what I see so far. Uh, yeah, it's going to be maybe the odd night here where he's, he's you know the Avalanche need to play better D in front of any goalie they've got right now, and they're not doing that. That's the weird thing. They're giving up thirty shots a game every single night or more, sometimes forty. So, uh, you know, that, no matter who's in goal, they're going to have to play better in front of them. Our Avalanche insider, Adrian Gator, ColoradoHockeyNow.com. Outstanding coverage of the Avs home and away throughout the season. I highly recommend it if you're looking for great coverage of the Avalanche all season long. And, uh, uh, AD, you're, you're not going to Finland, right? You're not <laughs> You're not in Finland right now. You're not going, right? I'm not. I uh, at one point I was going to make the journey, but uh, some things have kind of fell through. And, and uh, yeah, I already made one 11-hour flight to Europe this past month in Germany, where I visited for a week. So uh, no, not there. But I do have a guy, a nice Finnish journalist that I hired to, to be on the scene to write some good stories from there. So we got it covered. That was Adrian Dater from ColoradoHockeyNow.com, our Avalanche insider. At uh, Denver Sports Station 104.3, the fan. Always good to uh, hear from Adrian Dater. A lot of good points. The the whole bit about the – let's kind of walk through it a little bit. The bit about the the scheduling. Yeah, the Avalanche have had some back-to-backs to to start the season, maybe an inordinate amount. I believe through the first two months of the season, October, November, the average NHL team has three back-to-backs. The Avalanche will have had five by the end of November. So it's above the norm. However, uh, far be it to be too critical of anybody with the Avalanche right now. (laughs) It's certainly not Kale McCarr, but I don't really buy Kale's excuse there. Because when you think about the back-to-back scenarios uh, that the Avalanche have had this year, uh, the, the one that stands out, they lost that Friday night game at home to Seattle in which they didn't play well at all. And then they turned around the next night and went into Vegas and beat down a Vegas team that you know was hungry and laying in wait to get a shot a shot at the Avalanche, and the Avs beat them that night. So I, I don't buy the back-to-back part of it. Hey, look, the Avs are off to the start that a lot of us predicted, a, a lot of us expected, and there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, 
the idea that the Avalanche would take a while to kind of get into the flow of the season. You don't win a Stanley Cup and then have as, as short an offseason as the Avs had uh, w- without it showing its effects and, th- and there being some consequences to it. So the fact that they're off to kind of a so-so start through the first 10 games of the season, I say, so? So what? I'm, I'm cool with it. I'm fine with it. I have absolutely uh, zero worries about it. So uh, I, I wish that there wasn't excuse making, but I, I get, I guess I suppose I get where Kale Bacar is coming from because if you are forced to or if you feel like you have to give an explanation as to why you're off to a slow start, maybe it's easier to say, well, the schedule makers aren't giving us any kind of a break rather than saying, yeah, we're just not as motivated. We're just not as hungry. We're kind of suffering from a Stanley Cup hangover. Yeah, those are probably the things you don't want out there on on record as admitting to. But um, I think it's more that than it is the dreaded back-to-backs. But um, Because, you know, the Avalanche handled back-to-backs just fine last year. So I, I don't really see that as being a, a big reason why they're off to the start uh, that they they are through right now. Uh, Adrian makes a very good point about, hey, regardless of whether or not these bottom six forwards who are getting a chance to show what they can do, regardless of how they play, the Avalanche are still going to be very active come the trade deadline. That is just that's Joe Sackick. That's Chris McFarlane. That's the uh, influence of of Pierre Lacroix that Joe Sackick experienced as a player when he was here. You never, ever uh, leave it to chance when you are a team that's competing for the Stanley Cup to not go out and add at the trade deadline. Uh, there's just too many benefits uh, for doing it. And so regardless of what happens over the first 20 to 40 games of the season, uh, the Avalanche are still going to be active. The Avalanche are not going to... Uh, turn down uh, a really good deal uh, because you know, through the first half of the season, Alex Newhook has played well, for example, or JT Comfer has found another gear. Uh, they're not going to shy away from a deal if Evan Rodriguez is playing well. They will continue to add. But I thought the the number that AD threw out there was was interesting because because typically it is. It's about if it, you give it about thirty thirty one games, you know, a, a little. Uh, over a third of your your season, not quite half your season, but that's kind of that window that you're looking at. This is okay. We'll we'll give the look of the guys that we had uh, coming out of training camp. We'll give them the extended look. See what we got. See what we like. See what we don't like. Where are our strengths? Where are our deficiencies? Then go out and address. So uh, we'll we'll see what these guys do. But whether they play great or whether they don't take advantage of their opportunity. I still expect the Avalanche to be aggressive when it comes to uh, going out and, and acquiring, uh, especially bottom six uh, or even a top two, uh, top six uh, forward uh, for for this team for the the inevitable stretch run and on into the playoffs. As far as uh, what else is going on with the team right now, uh, I, I agree with Adrian Dater. I, I really have liked what I've seen from. Georgiev so far, and and it's something we talked about last week on the Mile High Hockey Podcast. I, I thought it was a a really good early season litmus test the way that he handled that Ranger game, and I, I loved the way Adrian Dater uh, summed it up that he showed some big gameness 
You know, he showed some big game ability and personality and, and attitude in that Rangers game. It was a regular season, but as we talked about last week, that was a regular season. There's about during the course of a, a long 82-game season, you'll get maybe, I don't know, um, six to eight games during the season, maybe a little bit more, maybe 10, where it just has that playoff-type feel. This is not your normal regular season game. This is two teams who are going at it right from the start, even with the pregame hype, with the idea that this is something more than just your normal regular season game. And so that was definitely that Rangers game. So the way that Georgiev came out and played in that game shows some big gameness, right? And so that that is something that should give you uh, reason to, to believe that this guy can do just what uh, Darcy Kemper did. Uh, a year ago, so uh, that that is a, a a good thing to to look at. Uh, but really, where this team is, I'm I'm curious to see how they play in Finland against Columbus. Boy, Columbus has some uh, some issues going right now. But it's I was thinking about you know because we just came off the Broncos going over to London and how Damani Leach, the new Broncos team president, talked about how Broncos country is borderless. Broncos country is international. And, boy, we saw a really good showing from Broncos country there in London. But when it comes to the avalanche, one thing you look at hockey, and there, there's very little reason for the NFL to be jealous of the NHL, but one one area in which the NFL is jealous of the NHL jealous of the NBA, jealous of Major League Baseball, is those sports have an international following, a global popularity that even the mighty NFL can't uh, claim. They're, and that's that's their next frontier. That's the next, next step in their world domination for the NFL. But they're not there yet. So it's why when I look at the Broncos and I, I part of the reason why I think Nathaniel Hackett's in, in a lot of trouble potentially is because this new ownership group, I, I believe, has huge worldwide ambitions when it comes to building the Bronco brand. So the Avalanche over in Finland right now for this global series, this is a, a chance for the Avalanche to uh, in, in, increase and entrench their global brand. Uh, the Avalanche have a good international brand, but because of the fact they've been down up until this this recent uh, stretch, I mean, they were down for a solid decade, and that eroded some of their uh, international following. And so, this is an opportunity to get out on a, a world stage and and as the defending Stanley Cup champs, you know, just just go out and and build the Avalanche brand. And so, for that standpoint, I love the fact that they're they're over there. It's it's not ideal for for hockey. It 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 just isn't uh, because. Uh, for a team that's uh, already dealing with a bit of a Stanley Cup hangover, uh, to have to really only play what two games in two weeks—that that's the way it'll it'll work out. Basically, two games in two weeks. So you have to travel all the way over there. You got to get acclimated. You play two games back to back. Then you got to fly back. And you know, you you talk to teams that uh, do this in hockey, basketball, it takes a while to get your legs back after you get back and and get acclimated again. So uh, this is not ideal for a team that's trying to get something going early in the season, but in this case, you know, it's 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 with the Avalanche, 
I think we're all taking the long view, right? Uh, nobody's nobody's sweating the start of the season. Quite honestly, I think we're all prepared. I mean, we're we're prepared to be pleasantly surprised. But if this team is still kind of middling along, muddling along through Thanksgiving, maybe by Christmas, and it's still kind of a start and stop type feel to the season, is anybody going to be freaked out? No, of course not. So if you have to go overseas and and deal with a real shakeup to your schedule and some of the consequences, some of the ramifications that could come about uh, trying to get back to playing after you go over there. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, th- this is this is no big deal. And the benefits outweigh it. The benefits outweigh it for the fact that, hey, the Avalanche can go, you know, strutting around the globe as the Stanley Cup champions. And here in a global series at the NHL is really trying to uh, showcase uh, uh, the NHL to, to an international audience. You know, what, what the, the benefits far outweigh the negatives for the Avalanche being one of those teams. So it, it's all good. Uh, you know, I, I, I wish I could come up with some hot takes some wedge driving, you know, some clickbait and some, you know, controversial topics to uh, to throw out there to get you all panicky and angry and, oh, Evans, what are you talking about when it comes to the avalanche? Hey, right now, it's just, it's, I can't summon it up. So I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to try to uh, give you something that's not real or, or fake and, and try to come up with some manufactured um, controversy when it comes to the avalanche. We're just, it's just too early. And, and there are too many things going on and we're still feeling the buzz of what they did at some point, at some point, yes, we will be able to critically look at this team and say, okay, are you ready? Do you have what it takes? Do you have the right roster? Do you have the right goalie? Do you have the right depth? Uh, do you have the right attitude, mindset, hunger to be able to go out and repeat as Stanley cup champions? That day will come. We're just not here right now. Enjoy it. The Avalanche across the pond, jumping in the Baltic Sea, having a good time, living their best lives. Thank you to Adrian Dater for uh, popping on uh, not only our show, Schlereth and Evans, but uh, being able to uh, appear here on the Mile High Hockey Podcast. That'll do it for this week's edition. We'll be back again next week to take a look at the games in Finland and see how the Avs are uh, set up to move on uh, as they get back from their trip across the pond. That'll do it for the Mile High Hockey Podcast, uh, presented by TNT Home Services. For all your heating, plumbing, electrical, and cooling needs, reach out to my friends at TNT Home Services, 720-500-1979, or at tnthomeservicesco.com. TNT Home Services, we got your six. We'll see you next week.